0: Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John who's abroad
1: in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Not much. This is a this is a special edition of He's Abroad. So yeah. I think I can I can clarify by saying if you're not interested in very serious, deep talk that is both factual and possibly not factual, that is also emotional and possibly not emotional enough. And all those things, I suggest that you listen to the next episode that we're going to release, which is going to be a lot more fun. We're going to talk about movies and games and my trip to Australia, eating delicious food and yeah. walking around and seeing some very cool things in a country that's very close to me <laughs> for a very long time that i would never really been to. So if you were rather listen to that, then I would say you can skip this one because this one we're going to we're going to go deep. He's abroad, broad yeah, so deep.
0: Yeah, so for to to tee it up here, one, there's a chance that, you know, as we're talking this we I might not even push this thing live, but if you're listening to it, obviously I did. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's just there's some things that, you know, I, we we had a bit of a sidebar and then we decided, hey, we gotta we gotta talk about this stuff. We've been dancing around it since the recording on October seventh, since we started recording after the events of October seventh. So you know, it'll be pretty obvious what we're talking about in the description, but at the end of the day, it's like we we haven't done the reddish, bluish, blackish Jewish thing because there was one issue that's dominating the media. But I think, you know, as as things festered and opinions kind of boiled up and I know I kind of let loose on Brittany, <laughs> civil,
1: poor. civilly, poor, but still poor like poor Britney. When you're, you- you're, you're dealing with a with, with a mother with two kids with yeah. a newborn. Yeah. And here you are. given your your and again i'm sure as as someone who you know if you're a parent you see all you see what's happening around the world and i mean everything right like not just this but you but you include stuff like climate like again i mean i'd be a little terrified right like i'm sure that that fear is very real as you become an adult and you're in charge of young people who you hope one day don't have to live through some of this stuff so yeah i i can i feel for Brittany's listening to this i feel for you Sorry, yeah, we, we should have done this earlier. That way you would have had a better place to unload.
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> look, what are we talking about here? We're talking about we're talking about the events right now going on between in uh, in Israel. And um, and I think a lot of the the free Palestine movement that is dominating the conversation. Um, And, you know, I as someone who is raised Jewish, it's not something that just goes away beliefs can solidify to something else, but that I think that cultural the cultural background doesn't change. It doesn't make a difference. So, mm. you know, I've said I've said before and I've said a bunch of times where it's like, I don't really think about it until I do. Like my Judaism it does it far from defines me. Right. Um and I don't think about it. But you know, two years ago I think we spoke about it when this when similar flare ups happened, but it was not like this. You know, that kind of yeah. popped off and then dissipated and and kind of went back to the status quo. And I have opinions on the status quo. And as these things happen, I think my and I see the reaction in the mainstream media and that kind of stuff those opinions kind of fester and change and um and I see what everybody else is saying and I and then I reflect on things because you know, if you want to take it to the absolute darkest place, you know, the <laughs> it, when when Nazis went around and knocked on doors. Yeah. They didn't necessarily say, "Well, are you a practicing Jew?" It's like, no, no. If you were a Jew, they got you. That's right. kind of it, you know. So that stuff's kind of irrelevant.
1: And um, and, uh, and, and, I guess, and I guess and I guess quickly help, yeah. just to just to help steer this for you as well, because honestly, I would like to ask you some. First of all, you've you've been to this area of the world, and yep. I would say fairly recently. Not and, as that, in, and that is and yeah. that
0: informs a lot of my opinions on right, you know where I come from, um, and I and that's why. I think in a vacuum like like the reason it's good to talk about this is because I it, it's such a sticky and complicated issue and for it to be presented on social media is the biggest harm. Social media mm-hmm. we've known for a long time that it's you know social media is not real life, right? But social media is also a terrible place to have an argument, a character count limitation um actually understanding tone having nuance discussions conversation digging into it it's like no you could just write like i literally saw something back and forth like just for an example right somebody said some the constant phrase is free palestine right that's the that's the phrase you see all the time and that's one of the things that we'll talk about a lot here because i truthfully don't know what that means
1: and, and it, I don't think a lot that of people It's funny that you it. just said that because I've had discussions very recently when I asked. I said, "What does that mean?" Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, right? One of and, the and again, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. That that's and again, this is. I think me and you are on the same wavelength, which is why I want to ask you some questions because I'm interested in the specifics as far as how it pertains to you personally, right? Because I think what what maybe has I wouldn't say offended, but what has annoyed me. Is how it's a lot of people, a lot of people globally who don't maybe understand the mindset of everything involved, right? Like you come from this from an emotional side. If you're Palestinian or or just Middle Eastern, right? If you had no people on that on that area of the world, right? Most people over there, I would assume, kind of have a firm side because it affects family, right? It affects emotionally the way if you're on the ground right now and you live in Jerusalem, you probably have very strong opinion about. What should be done? Who should be in power? Who should be in charge of what? Who should occupy what? Right? Like I would mm-hmm. assume that's that. That's just your daily life. But for social media side of it, it's a lot of people who move from conflict to conflict, you know, topic to topic, and the goal is how can I get something out? Not just under a character limit. I would say we we need to move almost past that. We're 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 headed towards where TikTok is where you're getting your news. Me and you are maybe different because we're not on TikTok, but I would say the majority of this new movement of either side is happening on TikTok. It's happening on that platform, where it's people making video content, it's people talking over video clips, it's people taking audio from one thing and adding it to another. It's sort of, uh, it's like the, it's a new media form almost, right? It's not just written text. It's not someone doing a 10 minute YouTube video. It's someone doing anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes of a clip with audio borrowed from places or responding to other audio. And that's where this is happening, right? That's where this discussion has turned into. It's not long format. It's not meet the press. It's not some of your old school ways. It's funny because you go on YouTube now. I mean, you'll, you'll see old video clips from 2002, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2008, 2011 when these events start to happen again. And it's, it's traditional news right that that that's not what's happening that's not what's happening right now is i would argue a lot of the movement is happening because of people on their phones and tiktok and instagram and it's more video right you're seeing more things in some of this region that i don't think you saw in 2002 or 2005 right you i mean i i watch videos not because i necessarily was seeking it out but on october 7th i saw videos that are horrifying and I I don't think that's stuff that you would ju- like. I didn't see that from nine eleven. You saw some stuff, but not to that rapid level on the ground of really horrific things that I think will sway anyone's discussion one way you know their opinion one way or the other. And so that that that's what I want to hear from I, th- I think from from you is how are you consuming this information? One, you, you live in New York City that has the the largest Jewish population outside of Israel, I believe is in new york city so i'm interested in where where are you getting this information to someone who's a little older right you're not in your 20s (laughs) and and so like where where does this content get consumed from from you and your the people that you know that are talking to you about this
0: uh i mean i don't know where the (sighs) people i mean i get a lot of media I, i mean i get a lot of information from i mean i get cnn alerts i get ap alerts i tend to still look at ap as the source Of truth, let's say. So anytime I hear something, then I gotta fact check it with the with AP, right? But I'm not gonna lie, like I spend most of my time on Twitter or X, Mm. right? So and most of that is a lot of like the people I cover I follow. Yeah, I follow a lot of like politics stuff, but most of it's like games media, right? Mm. Like that's what I do. I like I like going on Twitter to like being entertained and learning seeing like what new games people are making, seeing what right. the media conversation is around stuff. That's like all I really use it for. Like I repost good reviews for my games and, you know, talk about stuff I'm doing, but that's about it, right? I don't really use it as a consumption of news. I mean right. the election stuff is fun. I like seeing some of the silly stuff, but it's very biased, right? And I know that. I know it's very biased. Like well, I, I and, still... and I would say that's
1: also changing quite a bit. Like Elon Musk has done irreparable change to twitter where it is hard to kind of know which way does it lean
0: sure because but sometimes net. you get some
1: you get some stuff now that i would argue has swung very hard in an opposite direction than maybe what See, it was i don't five years
0: ago. i don't i i still okay. get the same voices i still get the same thing i understand hmm. i'm looking at a heavily now that could be also because of the games media which right. is heavily left skewed um, the people I follow, which are more left skewed, um, that's just the way it is, right? I still consider myself more of a, you know, a center left um, on the political spectrum. Right. Um, and that, and that's kind of proven by the point that I'm not sucked into a uh, the rhetoric and extreme uh, nature or like one-sided uh, voices that come from it. And at some point, it's like you see these kind of things and you're like, Oh man, I don't know how I feel about this. We should let's talk about it. And then on the other hand, I'm like, oh good, I know I'm not completely in the tank where one person says a thing. I'm like, yeah, I believe that thing too, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it it doesn't make it any less freaky. But that's the yeah. thing is like two years ago, this stuff happened, and IGN on their front page wrote had a thing about free Palestine, right? You know, one guy who I follow who's like a really, he's a great indie developer he was like one of the he was on the forefront of indie development he's made a bunch of classics he's got an enormous influence when the um when the whole thing with unity popped off like he was the guy who was talking about this in one of the loudest voices so people he talks people listen and that mm. becomes the guiding narrative of the entire industry from a media perspective nobody will say anything in the other direction and i know because i've never seen it right and his whole thing is free palestine And when I see people saying that, well, then everybody in the games industry that wants to have a voice and not be ostracized becomes a, and that's one of the reasons why it's hard to speak out because, you know, you, you run that risk and it's true because that's. You know, we see it all the time. We've talked about this, right? I mean, we've talked about previously, like people who've done stuff.
1: Mike, yeah, really? Did they deserve to have their career ruined? That kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. I and, it, and, and it's like, um, what level of retribution yeah. is enough? Which is a big part of this discussion as well, right? Like, totally. what level? Like, like at what point is the mistake you make or the awful thing that has happened get outweighed by the 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 need for retribution, the need yeah. for for correcting this wrong? And is there a point where you have to go, okay, I think this is enough. It's time to move on. And some people will say, well, it's never time to move on. It's time to, these people need to be named and shamed and brought to the light. That's the only way that this doesn't happen again, right? Right. And I think that's, that's very similar to what's actually happening in, in this region of the world, in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. But then and that happens online as well, right? With like people, yeah. you know, with, you get canceled and why this, and, you know, the cancel culture thing even became a thing is because of just what that meant depending on who it was and, and what the opposite response was. But there, on top of that, it's not just – so on that side you have the,
0: the um, you know, the professional – Ostracization, right? I think I fucked up that word, right. but whatever. You have that side of things, and then the other side of things, you have the the fear of the anti-Semitic uptick. And I think it's impossible. You look, I get it, and everybody will say, "No, no, we're not anti-Semitic. We're like more anti-Israel." And some people are like, "We're not anti-Israel," but it's like, well, then you're, and we'll get into this, which is like, well, then your messaging is confounding and confusing. Right? Um, but they're, they're like, no, we're specifically like anti-government. It's like, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. And that's one of the problems is like, you know, so you put your head out, then all of a sudden you expose yourself as being, you know, both of those camps. And I really respect those people who do it because I mean, we're talking about this now. So assuming I push this, you know, it'll be out there. But it's like, what do you what do you do? So when I see somebody like when I see a developer post, somebody who I've respected for a while, again, a different guy, a smaller guy whose game I played and loved and I very much look forward to and will more than likely buy his next game, unless it's a massive problem when he posts, you know, from the river to the sea. And I'm like, oof, man, dude, I don't think you know, I don't think you know what that means. Or I don't think you know the context and people be like, oh, well, you know, everything to this, I I make sure when I read these things, I try to check myself and say, well, is it, you know, reactions are going to be extreme on all sides. I've heard it. I've, I've, I've gone, I've seen how people, how like a lot of these Jewish communities will over-exaggerate and, you know, use hyperbole to fear the worst. And fair enough, right? I mean, the Jews have seen the worst, mm-hmm. right? And it's, and it's it, real that, funny That's that, kind of the history. Yeah, but, it's real
1: funny that me and you have yeah. not talked about this at all. Yeah. And like we're having the same, almost the same exact discussions, and <laughs> I, I I would argue some of this is maybe because where I grew up, if if anyone knows anything about Detroit, and Michigan, it's it's also has a very heavily Jewish population. Um, there's I think one of the biggest Holocaust museums at at the time, which is what two thousand two, two thousand three, was built in Detroit, right? So there was a big push, I think, in that in our area of a lot of explaining to people what the Holocaust actually was like in detail. And I I think that stuck with me of, of really being sympathetic when you see, and again, I lived in New York for long enough when you see older Jews and they start to talk about this can never happen again. I, I get it. Cause like if you like it's one thing to read about in a history book and just know, okay, World War II, Hitler, some things happened. But I, I would argue like I don't even know that much about World War II other than the big events. Like it was it's been really interesting traveling to Asia to actually learn about Japan's history in World War II. I didn't know what it was until me and you started traveling of real life. Because I think you've heard me joke all the time, be like the Japanese were awful. And like I, I just didn't I just didn't see that, right? We weren't taught that. But I, I was I was shown. Pictures of, you know, real life Jewish people standing in front of you with tattoos on their arms telling you, hey, I was 10 and this is what happened and this is what happened to my family and this is what happened to people. And so, yeah, like just to just to piggyback on that, I think me and you are on the very same wavelength as far as this is concerned, which I think is tricky Because I think, you know, phrases and things are very easy to say and they're easy to chant, easy to do. But I also understand that very palpable fear of if you're if you've grown up with the very real reality of great grandparents, grandparents being in concentration camps. And then you have some people tell you that that never happened. Right. And then you have other people who say, well, you just it's a bit like slavery. Again, different, totally different, but same as far as the rhetoric of you just need to get over it. Or, yeah, that happened, but it wasn't as bad as, as everyone's saying, right? So how do you balance that? If you go, no, slavery was a really awful thing, and you can't just dismiss the fact that African Americans were brought over to a new country and changed the same way you can't dismiss that Jewish people were rounded up in Poland and Germany and Europe and systemically killed. So it's tricky. And I think it's tricky on social media because you have a new era of people who maybe don't they don't have that type of education. But, you know, playing devil's advocate here, the other side isn't talked about much. Right. Like the other side of what's actually happening inside of Gaza, what's happening with Palestinians as a people, what's happening on that side. And I think that's where some of the backlash is coming in, where this discussion has gotten really muddy. And awful in a lot of ways because you're sort of playing what of who's been who's been hurt the most when everyone's been hurt right exactly
0: and that's and that's why you can't have a conversation on social media this is not discussion yeah. to find answers it answers and it, because the sad reality is that and this is kind of what i was saying to Brittany, and i've come to the realization like it was funny yeah i was going off for like an hour but actually like it was all text, so you know, take that what you will. If we had a sure. conversation, it probably would have been five minutes. but <laughs> but, like, it was the first time I was actually able to like kind of outline and kind of come to the conclusion of like what I was thinking and the and the conclusion is that there's no there's no good way this ends. There's no way no. it stops and everybody's happy. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. We are in a scenario now that is unfortunately. Uh, something that's happened, and, and this is what I'm coming to more the realization of is this is more of a cycle or a process that has existed in history for centuries, and that is the process of you know contested land to the victor goes the spoils, yeah, and that is unfortunately the only way I see this ending, and it's- unfortunately that is. And that is not something that happens without a loss of a heavy toll on civilians. And I'm not happy about it, but Mm. that is the reality. Now, there are two, and any war is a two-sided thing. And one has initiated a heinous act of war against the other. And that is, Mm. and that was ultimately triggered, you could say the whataboutism, you could say why they did it, but the tactics of Hamas terrorists to go into Israel and take and, and kill or butcher even because like killing is an understatement. Like the people they did and that they killed and the tactics they took and the, and the things that they did on October 7th are indefensible. It is, it is egregious. It is awful. It is a violation of human rights. And they walked into Israel and they, Killed a bunch of civilians. This wasn't military targets. They didn't put under the illusion of, oh, this is military targets. And this is a and this is an organization, a terrorist organization that is their primary purpose is to basically take over Palestinian land, which is inclusive of the entire state of Israel. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the map and take back the land that was theirs prior to. It being granted to, uh, you know, to the to Israel in the forties, right? Like that's their sole mission. They said it, and they've actually said that you know we're going to do this again, you know, and we're going to, and they they've been clear about that. So this is where the problem comes in, and this is in direct odds with someone saying free Palestine with no context. So I guess real quick.
1: Yeah, I guess real quick before we yeah. get to that part of that, because I kind of want to leave that to the end. I, I want to go into this about the region and really what it's like. Well, first,
0: well, well we can yeah. get there in a second. I just want to say, yeah. like, when yeah, go
1: for it. I, to wrap
0: up that point, I was just going to say, when someone says "free Palestine," what does that mean? Because if you're saying, okay, free the country, free the area of free Palestine, okay, so you take that down. Like, what it, what is, what could that mean? Well, that could mean. Actually, remove Israel, restore it to Palestinians, and that's how that is. Um, in which case, cool. Then that egregious act of terror was then rewarded with their own country. It means, okay, stop the attack, let them get away with it, keep the citizens, and then what? And then the terrorist organization is going to hand them back over, or they're just going to keep launching bombs into Israel, which they're still doing, but you don't hear about that for some reason. Wonder why. And that's that's how it is. Like, what I don't know what that means. As a direct response to the original attack in this moment. Now, I could give one more set to this because
1: I understand it's not a black and white issue because I have in front of me. Yeah, because I've got thoughts on this as well, but I don't want to get into this just yet. So go but yeah, go. So for it. yeah. So
0: just because everything is balanced and everything is a sticky conversation. That's the way you could look at it. I think the way that most of the US government, that's like the message of you know, a lot of these people. And I agree with it for the most part. But here's the other thing: Israel's kind of fucked, right? Like when I was there and went into Bethlehem, well, that's an area of Israel that is not entirely that's not safe for Israelis. Right. When you go into Bethlehem, there is a giant Red sign that says "I'm just trying to find this text here." Because I start, and, and, and quite honestly, as,
1: as you're looking for this, this is this is what I this is what I actually want to talk to you personally about as someone who's been there. Because I think the the free Palestine discussion is something we can go back and forth on, but this specific of like, what is it like if you are living in Israel and you're doing everyday things, or you're a tourist in that area? What is it like? Because I think that's important as you're about to. Get you're into. not because. Here's what it says when you go in. This road leads
0: to Area A under the Palestinian Authority. The entrance for Israeli citizens is forbidden, dangerous to your lives, and is against the Israeli law. So that means within your country, there's little pockets of places that are not really your country. And if you go there, you could be killed, and that's whatever, right? So there, so Israel is like carved out into various areas, and that's Area A, Area B, Area C. And here they are, by definition, according to, this is anera.org, I guess. Whatever. Sounds right, though. Under the terms of the Oslo Agreement, Area A is under Palestinian administrative and police control. It constitutes 18% of the West Bank. Of the three areas, Area A is the most densely populated, although under Palestinian control, much of the available land for building lies on, the, on borders with Area C. Area B the Palestinian Authority exercises administrative control over Area B, but shares security control with Israeli authorities. The area makes up about 22% of the West Bank. Palestinian administrative or civil control of the area includes education, economic, and health sectors. The majority of Palestinians in the West Bank live in areas A or B. These areas are not con- are not. Con- contiguous area c divides areas a and b into hundreds of separate segments right so it's like little
1: pockets like you said it's like you can it's literally like you can walk across the street and be in something that is more palestinian or in this case hamas controlled and then you could cross the next street and then you're back in israeli control it's that sort of spotty i'm guessing right that's kind of what that means oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and and that means like
0: yeah. Anyway, Area C, which is, is which Israeli administ- administers, covers over sixty percent of the West Bank. This is six-week focused on the West Bank, I guess. And an estimated three hundred thousand Palestinians live in five hundred thirty-two residential areas located par- partially or fully in Area C, along with some four hundred thousand Israeli settlers residing in approximately two hundred thirty settlements. In addition, around thirty percent of Area C is a designated firing zone for military training. 38 Palestinian communities are located within these training areas. Altogether, 60% of Area C is made up of these firing zones, other military land or state land and nature reserves. Palestinian residents struggle to obtain land permits for housing and farming in the remaining 40%. A third of Palestinian communities in Area C lack a primary school for Forcing children to travel or walk long distances to reach the nearest school, more than 70% of communities in Area C are not connected to Water Network and rely on tankered water at vastly increasing costs. 95,000 people receive fewer than 50 liters of water per capita per day half of the minimum amount recommended by the World Health Organization. Nearly half of Area C Palestinian communities report that their access to emergency and basic health care is hampered by the long distance to the nearest clinic or the need to pass through checkpoints.
1: So I guess, yeah, on, on the on the back end of that, I do I kind of want to ask a question because it's leading to a larger discussion of why I think Sort of the the, the chant of free Palestine has become really kind of ha- had has had steam over the last month than than I've ever seen it, and I think it's because of one word, and I, I kind of want to get into this with you because I'm interested of what it actually is like over there, and that word is colonialism. Yep. right totally. That's something yep. I've seen put over a, a, a lot recently. Of and as weird as this sounds, because I don't think I necessarily think this way, but I think a lot of the world kind of sees jewish people and sees israel as an extension of whiteness right (laughs) yeah i'm I'm, 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 I'm using words in a way that are just blanketed simple bite-sized social media-esque words right because you've got you've got dark skin blackness Mm -hmm. against colonial you were given this land after World War II. You were given military might. Your allies are the U.S., the U.K. Your allies are white. And you are controlling a region as white people. I'm yeah. interested in your response to that as someone who has been there. Does it feel like you're kind of like on a cruise ship and you're getting off with the cruise and you're going, oh, wow, look <laughs> at that fence with people with their hand out. What does it actually feel like over there? Does it feel like you are in this ultra privileged area and over there, for lack of a better term, or where the black people are?
0: Every Everybody looks the same, right? Like, that's kind of what it is, right? Like, everybody – that's the funny thing about, you know, yeah, there – it's a funny it's a hard thing to answer and the but'm trying to think of the best way to answer this together my thoughts it's hard because yeah when you frame it like that, it's funny when people think about it that way, yeah because <laughs> when you really i i and especially taking the liberal position and this is where it gets really weird is that the uh the minority like oftentimes liberals will jump in defense of the minorities, right. right? But in this case, the Jews are the minority by a large, large number, (laughs) right? Like number of – okay. Yeah, because I I would say – There are 50 like
1: Muslim-majority countries, right? Yeah, I I was going to say, as you're looking this up, just to give you a chance to look it up and have numbers correctly – that's that. That's what's interesting in this case, where I would say Jews are generally the minority, in where they are, but they're maybe not the minority to some people, as far as how they see it, as is as far as wealth and power and influence, right? So they're my, they're the minority in just pure numbers of people. And I think that's where the call of well, the Jewish people are oppressing these people in Gaza and the Palestinians. And that's why we are saying the things we're saying is because this is colonial oppression.
0: Yeah. Well and, and honestly, some of that is not unjustified. Like I can't deny that, right? But let's look at these numbers, right? And and let's yeah. just say that because you you look at it from the um, you know, from the liberal, hey man, like you know protect the minorities like let's jump on black lives matter let's jump on let's jump on free palestine because it's a it's a small city being bombed to shit by a a bigger guy right next to them right um islam has 1.9 billion followers judaism has 14.7 million that's uh that's the difference so what about the
1: actual population in the region of people who are palestinian and people who are kind of Israeli, are, the, are those numbers that actually exist? Because, right, yeah, be so... Palestinians, whether they're in Gaza or whether they're other places in that region of the world, like how big, it, again, like trying to decide what Palestine is, I, I'm kind of setting this up to have that discussion of like, well, what is Palestine? Like how many Palestinians are there in that region compared to in, in 2020 is, Israelis, right? N- n- like re- removing the religion from it, just Palestinians and Israelis, not just Jews so... and, and Muslims, right? The Israeli population was
0: 9.29 million, of which 24.4% were Arabs. But that's – so I don't know right. if that's why they say they're Palestinians. But even then, it's like – I. the, the problem – again, it goes back to the whole thing, the oversimplification of it. But it's it, – because you're not wrong. Like, that is what's happening. Like, I, I don't – even before this happened, I don't – I don't like – uh bb netanyahu like i don't like his administration he has a lot of trump-like tendencies he's ultra nationalist he's not the kind of guy who wants who's trying to make some sort of peace he wants to take over you know he's clearly someone who wants to take all this land and make it israel um and now he's basically been given his opportunity to do it right yeah and fair enough based on the response it got. if you have a neighbor that you know that is the reason why you have forget about being a neighbor. You have someone who's like literally in your lawn and you're like, all right, you can hang out a but you want to camp in my lawn. It's fine. You can camp there. It's all good. You know? And then all of a sudden this person is like throwing rocks at your house every day. Like, what are you going to do? What do you do in that situation? It's obviously a, it's a, it's a bad allegory or an al- or metaphor or analogy because you're not talking about, the the casualties of 100,000 of like of hundreds of thousands of civilians no no country and this is where it gets into the question of colonialism and honestly the history of colonialism right because yeah yeah no country is solely represented by their government but a country's direction is determined by their government right and how that government operates depends on ultimately determines the responsibility of its people. So if you're a, if you are a, you know, a democracy, then you could say, Hey, more than 50% of the people wanted this shit, therefore they got it. Right. Right. And, but if you're not like in the case of Hamas, um, Hamas is a, is some, is a, is the organization that was voted in, in like in was 2006, I think. So we're talking about 17 years ago.
1: Clearly, I've been reading a lot about this stuff Um, because they haven't held any new elections.
0: Yeah, there there, there haven't been elections.
1: There's like there's a period and I remember this like end of Clinton administration, beginning of Bush administration, Yasser Arafat, basically them giving land and him being in charge of the Palestinian you know, national authority, right. He became yeah, the kind of president of, yeah, he became, PLA, president. and again, PLA, this is, it is, this is me not knowing this is kind of just as a kid in America, wh- around a lot of Jewish people, a lot of Lebanese people, a lot of people from that area, you know, Chaldeans from Iraq who come to, you know, who are, who are escaping persecution from Saddam like that. That's, this is all the stuff that I remember is basically they, they, Israel gave back a bunch of land because Arafat was able to to kind of have this discussion. They were able to sort of broker this peace. And then this all kind of fell apart, which is when, I forget, someone got assassinated. And and this is where Arafat, it was a guy that was working directly with Arafat. And basically Hamas then became in power. And then this is kind of where we've been ever since of... Hamas is just similar to Hezbollah, similar to these groups that are founded in extremism and founded in terrorism. Mm-hmm. So this isn't, totally. it. it's not, and this is where this gets really tricky, I think, for people, right? Because just looking at the colonialism side of this, right, this is, I, I think, the general feeling that I get from the social media side of this is that it's just, there's just a general backlash against the idea of colonialism, Right. So, and this is everywhere, right? I would say the same thing in New Zealand, right? Like same thing where there's a native people and there is British or Western influence. So that's French, Dutch, um, British, Spanish, Portuguese, right? Any of the, you take any of the five that were able to get ships and bring people to new lands, right? It's sort of the general backlash against this. And I think Israel has been lumped in with this and I think that's where this gets very confusing for people who just go, well, this is just, we just stop killing kids. We don't want any more colonialism. Leave. And the, the response to that is, well, that's not actually what this is. Yes. Did, did Britain have its fingers in this stuff during the Ottoman Empire and World War I? Yes. Right? And the same reason why when, you're, when anytime Britain has had its fingers in stuff, it always is a mess. Look at, look at, look at Hong Kong look at Singapore and look at, you know, look at Vietnam, look at all the places where the British have been involved, right? It always devolves into some type of struggle between native people in a land to try to decide who should be in charge. And I, I think that's why I asked the question about, you know, do does Israel feel like it's this Western utopia that has been fenced off from the bad stuff, or does it generally feel like everyone is kind of living together until they're not? Like, does it feel that integrated? Or do you, did you feel like a really stark difference of like, oh, look, this is just like me walking down in New York? Or is this sort of, do you get the feeling that everything is always on edge because this isn't really resolved?
0: It kind of reminds me of. Well, when I was there, I I I didn't want to go to Israel. Like when I went, I never really wanted to because I I'm like, oh, when I go, that's when shit's gonna pop off, right? Yeah, that's always what I thought. You know, that's why I never went on birthright, so I never did any of that stuff because it's always been this kind of hot hot spot of stuff. But my mom wanted to go, so we went. Um, when you're and it, it kind of reminded me of when we went to South Korea for the first time because you're literally walking into a place where someone's got the gun at your head the whole time, and When you're there, you're like, "Meh, that's fine. Never mind. All that kind of fades away because you're in this modern society. Everything seems good. Everything's cool. Things are clean. People are nice, et cetera. I mean- the, the language is terrible. Like I, I've talked <laughs> about this before. You know, it, for the sake of levity, like let's talk about this. The the Hebrew language is brutal. I was in Germany. Honestly, if someone's like, "Hey, look, we can speak German and we can speak Hebrew," I'm like, "Please give me the German." <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's rough. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's it's a really, lot of throat. <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's brutal. Um, yeah. So, um, but you know, Tel Aviv is like is basically like South Beach. It's like Miami. Hmm. A little less sketchy, but it's gorgeous. It's on the beach. There's tons of modern buildings. You know, you have the old town, which is kind of what you'd probably expect if you're thinking Israel or Middle East. And then and then you have the the modern area, which has all these nice hip restaurants, cool bars, good looking people, beautiful beaches, everything's clean. It's gorgeous over there. And guess what? That's the same shoreline as Gaza. But we'll get yeah. back to that in a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, because then you go to Jerusalem and Jerusalem is, I love Jerusalem because Jerusalem actually felt like a foreign city more so than um, more so than Tel Aviv. It had all the stone, like they actually have ordinances and where you have to use the stone in most places. Right. So it is like gorgeous. And then you go through these markets and it's like, yeah, this is the Jewish quarter. This is the, this is the Muslim quarter. This is the Christian quarter. Right. And it's all these people because it's all the world's big religions kind of coming together. They all have historical significance. You know, you got like for apparently they brought Jesus's body and rubbed him with olive oil or something like that. That's what they told us. People like go to this thing where he was on and they like rub all this, all their stuff on there and be like, yeah, I rubbed it with, you know, Jesus. I don't know what they're doing, you know? Um, right. <laughs> but when you're in those cities, it's like, oh yeah, I'm in another city. And when you're in Jerusalem specifically, it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I got these quarters here. They got this area. They got this area. They're all selling the same shit. They all look the same. Yeah. All the people look the same. All the goods look the same. Everything looks the same. Hell, even when we went to Bethlehem, you walk around, same brands of water, same same people, same tchotchkes, same everything. You know, they're they're all doing the same stuff. Except like, oh, that's where Jesus was born. There's like a little bowl or something where he was. You're like, oh, okay, fit in the bowl. That's great. Um, that's it's just weird when you enter the place, and our uh, Israeli tour guide had to hand us off to a to a Christian tour guide who lives in Bethlehem, so he could actually take us into the place. And give us a torque because the other guy would risk his life to right. cross that to cross that threshold. Um, you know, you don't. You, it's one of those things where everything's fine, everything's fine. Then you're like, huh, this is weird. And, but meanwhile, you're like, no, this is actually there's there's some shit going on. There's yeah. always like that undercurrent, and it's like nine times out of ten, Jew walks down the street, they're fine, and then at one time they're not.
1: Yeah, and and look, the, the reason why I ask you this is because I think the thing that has stuck with me throughout this whole conflict, and I think this is, you know, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate on some things here, but yeah, please. Like it, it's, it's the, it's, it's the, the music festival was the one that I think struck me personally, just the hardest. Not, not that I knew anybody there, but just seeing of like, that's the feeling that you got that like, there are just everyday people living their lives, having fun. Mm-hmm. And, it, but there is always this over, there's always this feeling of, well, something might happen, right? And something that is not necessarily a fight between people, it's a fight between government organizations. And I'd argue it's it's a fight against a government organization and a terrorist organization. And maybe it's the indoctrination of watching the World Trade Center fall, but I I, I find it very hard to excuse terrorism in that way right like, I, like i'm here's I'm all the for, here's, yeah, I, for I, it. i'm
0: sorry to but here's the thing what happens when sorry you said there's a terrorist organization and a what organization like, like, like there's a government. a government organization right okay yes what happens when the terrorist organization is the government organization that's, that's the situation you have
1: here yes yes and and, and that's kind of yeah it, it's a good point because that's the point i wanted to get to which is that's what makes this very complicated because the entire reason why this happened isn't sort of the lower level. Just hey, should there be? Is this Jewish land? Is it Muslim land? Is it Christian land? Who has the right to the to sell their tchotchkes on which side of the road? Right. That's that's one just general argument. It's almost like sports teams argument at a very low level, right? Where you can take jabs at each other, but no one's over there killing each other in Bethlehem, right? Like like not. It's not like a daily occurrence that you see a Jew and you jump him. It's just that there's always this simmering going on that if something above us pops off, then we got to start fighting each other because that's just the way this is, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of the vibe that I get from a lot of this, which is just like, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing happens in, you can look at some of the Black Lives Matter protests. You can look at the, the Rodney King riots where it's like, yeah, black, white people, white people, we're all living together. But if something pops, if something goes off, whose side are you on, right? And it feels like that's kind of what's what's happened in this region for the people on the actual ground. And this has been escalated because a, a government in Hamas decided that the best way to stop Israel from making deals with other people in the Arab world and gaining more power is to result to terrorism. Because that's yeah. what this is is it's not like hey we're going to make a military effort to go attack strong points in israel we're going to come up with all of these things to hit military targets it's we're going to kill people at a rave we're going to go into neighborhoods and kidnap people whether they're jewish or they're thai or they're americans or they're french or they're german or they're whatever this is how we get the attention is through terrorism. And I think my biggest problem with all of this is it feels like people are doing whataboutism for terrorism. Yep. And and to me personally that's like a f- offensive to a core level that I have a hard time getting out of. Because I I just I, I'm look I understand war, I understand military, I understand having to hit targets and and do really awful things. I don't understand terrorism to a point where it's unexpected. It's not like they were knocking on people's doors. It's not like they were dropping leaflets. Like if you think about, you know, you could argue that the atomic bombs were acts of terrorism. But when you're dropping mm-hmm. leaflets telling people, hey, we're gonna do this. You need to get out. This is happening. We're giving you warning. Please get out. This is happening. And then it happens. You can't go, well, why did this happen? No one told No, we told you versus these people were at a music festival. And you see People, you know, diving from from helicopters and vehicles, unsuspected and just killing people. It's terrorism. And, and maybe this is a very American view of this, of going I, I, I'm I watch 9-11 in, in, in a horror that I don't think I've ever relived of going, yeah, we're not cool with terrorism. This is a whole nother level of warfare that is a lose lose situation if you're a government, because what is Israel supposed to do? Do you form your own terrorist or like legitimate terrorist organization where you send people in and start suicide bombing and start killing innocent people? Or do you go into military operation, which is dropping bombs and killing at a level that is bigger in numbers, but not nearly as visceral or as or as almost effective as terrorism is right? Terrorism is much more effective at much smaller levels then dropping bombs where your numbers are 10,000 10, people who are dead because it does right. something to you at a level that is so fearful that it's one thing if you're like, okay, there's bombs dropping. We got to get out of here and you can move somewhere else. It's another thing where you can't even go to the mall. You can't go to pray. You can't go to eat. You can't go to someone's neighborhood of going, well, at any moment, there could be a guy that just busts down the door and kills us or or, or, or worst case, kidnaps you, Right. Like, watching people go, hey, I'd rather them kill me than kidnap my loved ones, because now I have to wonder, are they alive? What's happening to them? I see them on video. Are they being treated right? Like, it's that stuff that I think is so psychologically damaging, and that's why I asked the sort of, what is the feeling like? Does it feel like you're on edge, where at any moment you can be taken hostage? Or does this legitimately feel like terrorism, which is what's caused this sort of overreaction, you could say, on the part of Israel's government of going, this is a terrorist act. And so we are going to respond to terrorism in a way that some of you might see is overboard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when people talk about it, because right now they don't talk about that. Nobody, nobody really talks about the, nobody who's saying free Palestine is at any point talking about the October 7th attack on Israel. Um. Because, well, and, and, because and, and been... just to
1: rebuke that, if, if they are, I, I think to, to put on my devil's advocate hat there, sure, I would please. say, well, their, their response to that is, yeah, we know that was awful, but I'm reading that there are 10,000 children dead yep. in Gaza.
0: That's what I was getting so to.
1: So one, one, yeah, one doesn't, so wait, you're telling me fine. Okay, I get it. Yes, killing 1,400 people is awful. Taking hostages is awful. But don't you see that this is just a response? They, This is what happens. 10,000 kids dead, people being held hostage in Israel. I don't understand why these are not proportional acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, the,
0: yeah. It, and it goes down to intent, you know, to your point. The terrorist intent is to stoke fear and to do that and they'll be like well you know these people have nowhere to go so israel's like yeah get out of get out of gaza but israel's not opening their borders egypt's not opening their borders to let them in they're like get out of north gaza well where can they go people can't go anywhere and it's a it's a bad situation and then you look again at who's the government the government is run by hamas hamas is well funded they have a lot of money What do they do? They build armaments, armaments that they launch into Israel. They're still shooting missiles into Israel, but Israel has the Iron Dome, so they swat them away. But those missiles are still being shot on a regular basis. And they've done it plenty of times before. It's the reason why the Iron Dome exists. And rather than building bomb shelters, they build tunnels. They've practically been preparing for this moment for Israel to show up because they want to go to war. They want to take over the country. So they're not. but, But here's the thing, like I... I like the idea of a free of a, of a Palestinian state. That's fine. I like the, but I also like the idea of a, of an Israeli state. I like the idea of a Jewish state that serves as a safe haven for Jews. And and Israel is one that has existed now for 80 years, 80. That's a long time. People be like, Oh, they, you know, you're going to say, give back to the Palestinians. Okay. Well, are we going to relitigate every act of colonialism that's happened in the last whenever, What's the statute of limitations on that? Who do you give back to what and when and how and at what expense? Is it at the expense of the 10 million Jews, the 10 million Israelis that currently live in that country? But obviously, I'm getting off point here because I also don't want to what about the people that are a casualty of war. But is that not the responsibility? And this, this is where it gets dark, and I'm not going to lie. like I'm going to get a little dark here. Yes. And I think this is probably the most controversial opinion I have, which is- is it not the responsibility of that government to protect its people and to the best extent that it can? And Hamas to this point, and they have come out publicly about it saying like, oh yeah, you know, they, they've, Jake Tapper actually did a really good piece on this and what Hamas believes. They have no, they have no intent to, uh, they, they have no desire to protect those civilian lives. They know where their shit is. They know, they know where their stuff is to their armaments are. And they know there's civilians there. They this is not an accident, and I don't like the outcome. You're not going to like any outcome, and unfortunately, the the inevitability that I see. You want to say like, oh yeah, this is their Afghanistan. It's like no, I don't really think so. I think Israel could just go in there and raise the whole place to the ground, and I honestly think they will. And and, and look, this is the, this the, is yeah yeah go ahead. And I, and I think that. The best thing that can happen, I think this is the best of the bad outcomes because there's no good outcomes, right? But as someone who actually does have liberal values, <laughs> right, I like to think I do, especially when it comes to social, uh, social freedoms, freedom to express yourself, freedom to participate in democracy, those kind of things, I would ideally say, all right, Israel, go ahead. But, you know, do what you have to do, dismantle this operation, take in these people, rebuild that infrastructure, put your arms around them to prove that you are the better nation to welcome these people in. And unfortunately, I don't know if that will happen because I don't trust Netanyahu. I don't trust that administration to handle, you know, a a larger Muslim population because I think he is compromised by a... By the ultra orthodox wing, yeah, of uh, of Israel, and that, well, that's who's kept and, in that, in and power that's as and that's well, the right? and that's where I have to come down on, and this is why I think it is worth talking about it instead of speaking generalities, because you win, so, you know, there's there's good and there's bad. I, I don't think there's no sorry, I shouldn't say that because it's not much good, right? But I could at one point say I want a state of Israel, and it's not something that I would generally speak to as a. You know, if you said, are you a Zionist? It's like, I don't know, probably, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't like the means that it was taken or how we got to this point. But we've been at this point for 80 years, 80 years. Ask any of these people who go back home. It's like, oh, you want to give your you want to give up your uh, building and give it back to the Native Americans. All right. Reset the clock.
1: Yeah. And and look, I, I would say my response to this is where it gets cold as well because I knew that was going to happen. It's funny because I think I said this like personally like as soon as this happened I said Israel's got about 2 weeks before people start to turn. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it was weird because I was like this is what's going to happen because dude, it took 2 days. It didn't it didn't take <laughs> like, long, less. right? But yeah, it took less, but at the time I was sitting here thinking this is kind of what what happens, right? A terrorist act happens in other countries. And I think because it's kind of a you know, it's a small minority and you kind of bolster up police presence, right? Like think about terrorist attacks that happen in anywhere in Europe or the US, right? Like, especially if it's a foreign element. Now, if it's domestic terrorism, that's a wholly different discussion. But if it's foreign terrorism, if it's an if it's a nationalist from a different country or someone who's been um, you know, extremism and that type of stuff, it's a terror cell, right? What do we do? We boast a police presence, we spend more money, right? But we don't tend to go sort of full hog into other countries without much deliberation and discussion and battle back and forth. And I was just sitting there thinking, Oh, Israel doesn't work this way, like Netanyahu's not going to work this way. He, he was already kind of on the fence of people going well I don't know if he's doing the right thing on both sides right hey we should do a better job of trying to you know you know bring back peace in some of these regions other people going well he's not doing enough right so he's kind of in a lose-lose situation and this is just giving him the chance to put chips all in on the table If right? you want, this a, is when if you you want get... an
0: American if you want like an American a close American version of this it's the evangelical wing of the Republican party yes.
1: That's exactly That's what it exactly is. Exactly what it is. That's what it is. And all you need is a reason, right? And it's the and, and it's and
0: if you want a specific issue, it's like the abortion issue.
1: Yeah, you just need a reason. <laughs> you need a reason, you need enough people who have your back and then you can do it. And this is what happened, right? So this is this is why I think the more reasonable people, the people who aren't maybe just looking at social media stuff or just getting caught up in the emotion of it, right? 10,000 dead children is emotional to anybody right and when israel is kind of doing this not in a hand-to-hand house to house knocking on doors because i would argue that's not necessarily like, right we did that within the us right like having loved ones killed in iraq and afghanistan because you're trying to do this as diplomatically as possible right you're you're you are doing urban warfare which is the worst type of warfare this isn't drones and bombs These are people going door-to-door inside of places that they don't know to try and get very specific people and try to decipher, right? You're asking 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds with rifles, and they're being told you must decipher who's bad and who's good as it's happening Mm -hmm. on the street now. And if you decide wrong, you can get all of us killed. And if you decide right, then great. You grabbed one guy. But, oh, you killed some kids in the process, right? It's horrific, right? This is this is why this, is, this, is why this entire thing is so awful from a military standpoint, right? Because I'm talking coldly here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Israel is sitting here going, oh, so what are we gonna do? Are we gonna roll up our, right? Israel has mandatory military service. Are we just gonna bring everybody back and we're just gonna go door to door to everyone's house day two, day three? No, so they did the strategic thing which was locate targets, bomb targets. Knowing that it's going to kill innocent lives, because that is not as fine-tooth comb scalpel as sending a group of people in with a rifle to look at people or look at information or go in there and use human brain to decide, yes, this guy's good, this guy's bad, this kid's good, this kid's fine, like to do that, right? One by one by one. Instead, they find a target, they go, hey, there's bombs underneath the school. We're gonna go to the school and say, hey, you guys gotta get out. And everyone's going to say, we don't believe you. And they say, OK, cool. Drop the bombs anyways, because we got to get rid of these. We got to get rid of them dropping missiles from this strategic standpoint. And you kill a bunch of children in the process. And it's cold, right? Because you're looking at military targets, not people. And I think as of maybe a couple days ago, they have started to send people into Gaza to do more yes. of that hand to hand type of deal, for lack of a better term. But this is where it gets tricky from a military standpoint, because Israel could wipe Gaza off the face of the earth. I I don't think people understand that they have military might to a level in some respect that's more advanced than what the U.S. military has. The Iron Dome is one of the – was was a technical achievement that we don't even have as Americans to be able to knock missiles out of the sky to that level, right? So, like – I think that's where this gets strategically awful, where you'd like to think that Israel is going to sort of ramp this into a more systemically appropriate way of finding terrorist leaders and trying to help the people on the ground, right? I think that's what everyone wants in order to facilitate some type of freedom for those people, right? Because if you get rid of the terrorists... And all you have is good people left. I'm, I'm doing this kind of facetiously, but let's just pretend that it's as black and white as this. Right. You grab a thousand terrorists yep. and then you leave the two million, you know, mixture of kids and adults and everyone who just wants to live a happy life. Great. We can open up the borders. Terrorists are gone. Free Gaza. Right. Free yep. Palestine. We're free because there's no more terrorism. Right. Everyone gets along. Sure. We disagree about some things. We disagree whether or not Mohammed or Jesus is the true pro. like whatever. But at the end of the day, we can all live in peace, right? No one's trying to kill each other. No one's trying to put strap bombs in their chests, And we all live happily ever after. But it's not as black and white as that because this is how terrorism works. Like you said, it's all mixed in together. You can't decide who's good and who's bad. Who's who is Who has the ability to be turned by a terrorist organization or to be turned into an extremist because of their beliefs? This is why the U.S. got out of a lot of this stuff and why I think America has kind of consistently not tried to get in this. It's a quagmire. It always is. It's awful. And so for me to move in sort of the free Palestine discussion, this is why I think this is why I just don't like that phrasing, because it comes across as ignorant to me. It comes across as boiling down a very, very complicated issue of how do you get rid of terrorism and separate terrorism from people when terrorism is people? And controls people. How do you separate that? Do you want to be in charge of running Gaza? Yeah. Does Israel want to be in charge of that? Or do you want for, to trust the people to, to be able to get a government in there that can, that can speak on their behalf? What does that mean? Who's to broker that? Do you want the US involved or should the US stay out of this? Who should be in charge of this? Should it be Egypt? Should it be Muslim? Should, it, should you break it down by religion? How should you free this? And, and that's why, like, for me, I'm going, that's why it's tricky because to really free Gaza. Are free Palestine, right? That means all the Palestinian people in that region, that's including George, Jordan, that's including probably parts of Egypt, that's probably including parts of Lebanon and Syria, have the same freedom to move between borders and things as long as they have paperwork to show that they can live in these areas, right? That to me is what free Gaza means. It doesn't mean wipe, is- wipe Israel off the face of the earth and kill all the Jews. It means these people all living in harmony. And mm-hmm. I think that is so complicated that this has to happen first. I don't think you can let a terrorist organization just exist and expect for Israel to go, oh, okay, well, you killed 1,400 people. We're really sad about it. Please don't, you know, we we bombed 10,000 people, but we'll stop and let's get to the table and talk again when Hamas has shown no willingness to discuss. So I think you need to go eradicate terrorism first. And then my hope is that, is that there is someone in this in that, Israel gets enough pressure from the world to actually sort of ask for help in this regard of going, we we need for us to be able to get people from Jordan, to get people from the UAE, to get people from Iran, to get people from these organizations to build what this actually looks like. That also includes us not being wiped off the face of the earth. So that's my feeling on this. But what I just described is like 20 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the this is kind of what I I think my my one of my punctuation points, and there was a few of them, right? But I had a few punctuation points uh, in the conversation. But like, I was like, okay, the, taking free Palestine to its absolute simplest conclusion: one, this is what you would assume they want, right? Israel stops its attacks.
1: Yes. Okay. Two, Israel removes restrictions going in and out of Gaza. Okay. Yep. Cool. So walls so are then, walls are down. Check. It's, are down. it's a regular border crossing, right? It's like let's go into Canada. Three.
0: Hamas leadership still remains because nothing's been done to change it. So their ideals reign.
1: Oh, and that's the one that that's the one that I like.
0: This is this is what we're talking about. This is what they're saying. All right. uh, This is hey, why not? Here we go. Number four, missiles continue to be fired into Israel, though they're mostly stopped by the Iron Dome. Five. Suicide bombings uptick in Israel. Because you've removed the restrictions of the terrorist run city of gaza and people going in and out who a lot not all but a lot enough have a strong prejudice against israel you don't hear much about
1: terrorist bombings about suicide bombings in israel anymore do you no at least yeah i mean i'm That's assuming interesting, isn't i'm it? assuming it's it's because of that presence but again i i don't know that it, i'm it's not easy saying to make the correlation right or the causation it, versus the correlation yeah
0: totally like i'm not saying i'm not saying it's good i i again i think if i haven't said it yet or i I believe i have but if i need to say it again i will i don't like the way that i don't like the state that the civilians have to live in gaza i don't think i think they probably made a decision on in a they made a bad decision in 2006 and electing hamas and they didn't understand the actual consequences of it. People make bad decisions all the time as a country. Hell we elected Donald Trump in
1: 2016. Yeah. And we might elect him and,
0: again. Yeah, honestly, it's horrifying. So look, that is that is how things go. The 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 line of progress is not, it's not a straight line, you know. And the oversimplification goes down to that. Cause those that's the process that I see. It's like your ideals don't take it to affect the reality. It's like, we're not, I, I was actually thinking this through my head though. It's not fully baked out, but I'm like, I was thinking about it in the spirit of, um, uh, yeah, here's the other things I said. I wonder if this resonates with you. Cause this is kind of what I was, uh, my like final punctuation point, which was like, um, then it says to Hamas that they got okay, yeah. So then after that, five it says then that says to Hamas that they got what they wanted because of the original terrorist attack. Why would they stop them? They would keep going. And then in World War it II, works, we
1: right because then works. I said this, yeah, yeah.
0: In World War Two, we typically say we were at war with Nazis, not Germans. It allows the current German society to coexist, similar to Nazis. Groups like Hamas and Hezbollah believe Jews shouldn't exist. So as a Jew, it's really hard to square away clean freedom to a nation that's led by those ideals without understanding any sort of nuance to what they liberals in this case
1: actually mean. Yeah, and and you know? and just to, to to punctuate that as well, remember what Putin's reason is for attacking Ukraine.
0: Oh, right. and it's and, not well, the that's Ukrainian people; It's the other, that's the it's other the Nazis. problem.
1: We're going that's after the Nazis other problem. in Ukraine. People, Everyone's like, "What? <laughs> like, what are you talking people- about?"
0: Things that have pissed me off more than anything in this whole thing are now people drawing an equivalency between how we're talking about Ukraine and how we're talking about Palestine. No, 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 Ukraine did not launch (laughs) a terrorist attack and kill at random uh, over a thousand Russian civilians. That didn't happen. Russia invaded Ukraine for no goddamn reason other than it wants its land. That's it.
1: But, But then it tried to tell you basically that they were rooting out Nazi terrorism. Which just didn't exist. It's it's untrue. Right. Yeah, but right? it wasn't triggered by anything. It wasn't like, hey, the exactly. Nazi terrorists did that. Like, prove it. Yes. Nothing happened. Nothing yes. happened. There was no. Event. You, literally you literally just attacked it. Go... They didn't move. Yes. They didn't so move. And they just decided, is... hey, we want this land now. This is our and again, the 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 big problem with all of this is that when you're a leader in power, you do things like this to hold on to power. Right? And so you can argue That Putin's doing what he's doing to hold on to power in Russia. Hamas is doing what they're doing to hold on to power that they have in that region, right? Because this all kicked off because Israel has been getting very friendly with countries in the Middle East because when it comes down to it, Israel's got money. You know who else has money? The UAE has money. You know Saudi Arabia. You know who else has money? Hamas has money because Hamas gets a shit ton of money. They
0: get it from they're getting money from Iran. Iran. Yeah, but so it's like that's my point. Instead of building, like like uh, they had a chance, they had an opportunity, they had a chance. Like you could, they could have. That is your government. That's been your government for seventeen years now. Okay, you could have built. You could have built infrastructure instead of war tunnels, you could have, instead of built a military machine, you could have built up your commerce. You could have done all this stuff. You have prime real estate. You know, I said it's on the same coast as Tel Aviv. You could have had another Tel Aviv. And you well, could have the, operated as your own. You could have well, the built up that way. But you know what? Well, you look, want the whole goddamn thing so you're going to build a war machine to take it. Or
1: attempt but it. But the other side of that is that the fact of Israel controls their their power and water infrastructure, right? right? So hey, that would you have know taken... What? That would have you know taken you could... some major discussions with Israel, right? Like, how do you expect for them – again, I'm, I'm playing the other side. Right. That just if you're said, looking – Well, these people are living fear. They, Israel blocked them off. They can't even have their own water and power. So what, that's unreasonable for you to expect for them just to build stuff themselves. Israel should give all that stuff back. This is going to sound fu-
0: – maybe this is the wrong answer, but earn it. Don't be an asshole. Don't be the guy throwing rocks at the window. Hey, that's the the tough part of this. How about instead just be like, you know, look, you're going to be here. Can we be cool? I will give you that. You want to take control of this stuff? Great. But I'd argue that's the colonialism
1: backlash, right? Because you can say that about any group of people that feels that they've been marginalized by by white power not in the not in the nazi or the kkk reference right but just sure. white power of you got backing from is from britain in the u.s we don't have that backing in gaza so yeah, if the U.S. would support us, we would have built something cool too. But we couldn't because you gave all the money to Israel. Israel decided they want to control our power and water, and now you're telling us to earn it when we don't even have a fair leg up. It's like telling us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps when there's no straps on our. We don't have boots at all. We're Look, the bar the bar to earn it is don't shoot missiles at us. That's it.
0: That's the bar. <laughs> don't don't shoot missiles at our at our uh, civilians. How about that? Let's yeah, that it's at the end of the day, it's like the, the, I understand, yeah. but that's the thing. like you have this conversation, and it's yeah, not at, it's this, not easy. This is what you go back to right This yeah. is the the whole relocation, like why they're in Gaza, why that's yeah. happened. I understand it. I do, but this is where we are. We are here now. People are there. I am not hap- it's you don't want to keep it going with what Netanyahu's doing right I've said something that has before. to
1: change, and I
0: think that yeah. that's got to stop. But at the same time, you have to get rid of this. You have to get rid of this. Um the talking in broad strokes is not enough. I mean, I just walked by a, a giant protest by Grand Central. They literally today. They're still chanting, they're still saying that stuff. They're still saying Free Palestine. I'm like, okay, I don't it, you can't do it. It goes back like liberals need to get their message shit worked out because we talked about this when they said um defund the police yeah what i say bad yeah. bad marketing and bad s- slogan free and, palestine but- i get it you want to get your message yeah. across it very fast kitschy i understand it's a but it's a fucking complicated process and people need to start thinking and you need to start thinking and understanding what it actually
1: means it's because it's honestly why peace in the nobody knows peace in the 90s in the early 2000s was such a better slogan. like honestly like when people i just did we're back mm-hmm. to peace in the Middle East. I know we don't want to rehash old phrases, but sometimes you got to bring coke back. Hey, we're going back to the original formula, peace in the Middle East. We don't like we get back to free cuz again, some people would sort of say, "Hey, this isn't just black lives, matter. All lives matter, right?" Like that's the correlation that you can make to this. By going Totally. But 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 I'm sitting here going these are different. We're talking about unprovoked attacks against a group of people. That's where this started. There was a ceasefire Israel was talking with other countries. Iran didn't like that Israel is growing power because Iran does not want Israel to exist. Where the UAE goes, y'all got money, we got money. Let, let's make a deal, right? I'm just trying. Hey, we're trying to we're trying to sell some goods. We're doing good here, right? Let's just make some money. That's what triggered it, right? The growing relationship between the that's yeah, what triggered yeah. it, right? And then they said, well, no, we can't have Israel doing that. So we're basically going to go tell the boys in Hamas to go in there and we're going to help them stage this attack we're going to give them money we're going to fund them to do things that they otherwise couldn't do right because hamas doesn't stand a chance against israel's actual military but i think you do that because terrorism works in that way you do that because now you're on the other side playing victim by going well look at what they're doing to our people and me and you are sitting here going but they don't care if they cared about these people they wouldn't have done this in the first place right that's a bit that's a bit like saying you know you know man bites dog (laughs) right like it's like wait a minute (laughs) you 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 caused this this was your this was your thing and now that the dog is bitten back like wait what you're saying that this is the problem like no no you caused this versus i'd feel very different if this was an ongoing humanitarian effort and people for for years were in gaza with phones telling me don't you guys see what israel is doing to gaza don't you see how awful this is they picked the wrong they picked act after october 7th to try and sort of garner the 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 sympathy of the world are going they're killing kids i go yeah but they israel was not killing kids ten thousands before october 7th and if they were you just didn't pay attention to it because i feel like if we would have talked about that in 2014 then you'd have me right when i go okay we've gone we've gone too far here israel what are you doing but right now i'm sitting here going nah because i i understand not allowing for terrorists again they still have these people hostage It's not like Hamas did this and then it's just gone away. They took people hostage who are not, they're not even Jews. You know, not to say that as if if it's a slight, but just saying it's random. There's no organization to this. They have random kids and random people hostage. And it's like, if you really cared about your people, you know what you would do? You'd give those people back. And then I go, okay, we're giving people back. Israel, what are we doing here? Because it seems like these people are trying to make concessions. We got to roll. But they've not even done that. So this, this entire thing is a mess. And to make really hard line in the sand, you know, stamps of this is what needs to happen. Free Gaza or free Israel or, or any of those hard line statements, I think is just really ignorant. And that's yep. why that's why it's frustrating, because I go, I understand the sentiment. I agree with you that everyone should be free in this region. These the Palestinians should not be boarded off anymore for the people that want to excel, the kids that want to have a chance to be able to build great things. they want to build their own Israel. Right. I'm for that. I'm, I'm down with it. I'd love to go to Gaza if it's cool. I'll go to Israel. if it's Right. Like just from someone who's going, yeah, let's let's make this happen. But you're not going to make this happen by killing innocent people. And then, right. kind of playing victim on the other side, they are going. But now you're killing our kids. And I'm going. Well, this is how you don't solve problems. You're solving problems with bullets, not with actual diplomacy. Right. And and look, the people are not their governments. Right. No, and I'm I, not. I'm not my government. No, no. I, I didn't vote for Trump. And I did. I, d- I did vote for Biden. Voted for Biden, but at the same and I like time, Biden.
0: I, I don't care. You know, I like the guy. He's a sleepy Joe, fun guy. He seems all right. But look. People are not the people, the people are not their government. I think yes. everybody really ultimately wants the same thing, which is really just to live. They want to be chill. safe. They want, they want to be safe. <laughs> right? They want it. They want to have families. They want to have jobs. They want to hang out. They want to, they want to be with friends. They want to, they want to get up, go to work, provide, go home. Right. That's it. Like, it's not, it's not that complicated, right? Most people just want to live life. They don't. They don't really care who the hell runs anything, right? They want to make sure that the trains work. They want to make sure the roads are are safe enough to drive. They want to make sure they, they got
1: food. They, 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 they want to make sure, sure that they, they got food. Go... Yeah, totally. Like that's yeah.
0: the government should provide, and that's and at the end of the day, that's what they should do. Yeah. They, the government's at its best when you don't know it's there, right? Yeah, and that's ultimately I just don't think the this the, is best the way thing, to do but, it, right? Like, but that's like the thing. But what I'm saying terrorism
1: is, terrorism is our way to get the for you to get food. Yeah. That ain't it, man.
0: Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is, like, the guys, the people, the civilians that are dying are in Gaza is a tragedy. The and Hamas does not represent the majority of the people in Gaza, and I believe that. I don't think that's the case, but <laughs> it's and the, but the sad reality is, this is the and and just like you know Netanyahu as a you know represents all of Israel the way Trump represents all the the United States. It's just not how it works. It's not how it um, works. Yeah. Although the difference is Trump's not a power anymore. He might be soon, but <laughs> the uh, but and, and Netanyahu is. But the the point is that like they you still in the in the history of the world that is how it goes and it sucks. It's a it's a tr- it's just the reality of how things of how things play out. I I think that the best thing Israel can do is. If they're going to see through what I think they're going to see through, which is basically ransack, like, I don't have a better word for it. Ransack is probably not the right idea because it's not really looting or anything. They're just going to go and, like, completely dismantle every part of gossip possible. That place is going to be fucking. Toast. It's going to be a mess, and, and it's and, super, and it's going to and it's not going to yeah. be good. The numbers no. are going to be bad. Israel's never been good at PR because Jews and and yes, this is when I will tie it back to Jews. Jews have never been a group of people that have been defended. They have always been an oppressed people throughout all of history. I'd say it, they've historically been oppressed more than any other group of people on the planet. <laughs> do you, do you disagree as as a black man? <laughs> like, what do we? <laughs> well,
1: well, it's interesting. What do you think? because I mean, it's tough because. Yeah, again, I, I don't want to compare atrocities. Like, that's where we are in today's social media age. Right. I don't comparing... want to compare, but I, I think. Right. But, but I guess that's I mean, my I'm just point curious though, if I, that's I'm, how how far gone of a statement is that to make? Look, look, man, I, I talk to Holocaust survivors. That's enough for me. Like, having yeah. people telling you that, you know, what they eat and it's sawdust bread and watching their loved ones, you know, like, oh, I can go through the stories in my head and it's horrific. And I I just, you know, yes, for as awful as things are for black people, for Hispanics, for Asian Americans that have their own stories to tell, like specifically in America. Right. It's for Irish people in America. Everyone's got their own story of atrocity of what happened when they got there. And I would say the problem with black people is that we just didn't get there on our own volition. It wasn't a choice. Right. You just popped up somewhere one day. And that's, that's what makes this tricky. But, again, the, the Holocaust stamps a pretty big one for me. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, again, there's an entire world war that wasn't a sure thing. That was a war that very easily could have gone the other direction, if not for a few key moments that you could say were tactical mistakes by Germany and by Japan, right? Germany pushing too far into Russia. Mm-hmm. Japan attacking Pearl Harbor. If those two things don't happen, and there's a much slower approach, the world looks very different today. And quite frankly, I don't know if Jews exist as a people. And that alone is enough for me to be horrified by, and it, I, I'm just unwilling to just marginalize Jewish faith like that. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of black people have started to become anti-Semitic in some of these things because there's Illuminati power and all the nonsense conspiracy theory stuff, which is just sad to me, to be honest, just knowing of like, we've got the same struggle, we've got the same plights. We all need to kind of work together to try and get rid of some of these overarching things of colonialism, of, you know, oppressive societies that we've built based on democracy, all the things that are flawed with our judicial systems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We can go on and on and on. But it affects all of us. And so, look, I I think the way I want to end this is, well, I, yeah, I, I, I want to kind of I, I didn't quite finish my point, yeah, go which for is it. that,
0: like, you know, I think when that happens, because I think that's what's going to happen is that there will be that conflation and Israel is going to look really bad. Yeah. And the only thing that they sh- could do, they need to the moment they say like Netanyahu just said it's like oh we'll take we take responsibility for what happens in Gaza, like we'll be watching their security or something like that, right? They need to immediately rebuild. Like they need to start building as soon as possible. Build hospitals, build schools, build uh b- build a mosque, you know? Like Build, you need to rebuild, build infrastructure that you have destroyed because they will and they have and they will continue to. Like they need to immediately turn the ship around and prove that, hey, Hamas was fucked. We're the better option. And this is the only way that this was going to happen and welcoming them in with open arms. Hell, maybe even establish a state within Israel of of a Palestinian state within Israel just like we have states within the US it's like look if, if you can't coexist it's like you, you you know join us look we got freedom you guys can do whatever you want right like you look at the freedom scores I, I just looked at this online like you know there's this thing to like kind of rank the freedoms of various things like non-biased reporting uh, Israel has like a 70 something and is labeled free uh, Gaza has an 11 out of 100 <laughs> all right mm-hmm. So there are, I don't think, you know, you're not talking about an easy process here. You're, you know, you're talking about years, maybe decades. Um, but if you're going back to those broad stroke definitions, what freaks me out the most is, you know, people, I don't mind. I see the free Palestine things. It doesn't really bother me. What really set me off the other day was seeing somebody who I know right from the river to the sea, free Palestine. I'm like, that means that literally translates to no Israel. It means one of two things. It either me, well, yeah, it basically means no Israel. Cause you're talking about from the, was it? The Jordan river to uh, the Mediterranean sea. Yeah. And that is, if that's what Palestine is, guess what? There's no room for Israel. So you've effectively erased the one place for that for Jews to find refuge because that's the whole point. That's what Israel is founded on. Now, has it been warped by Netanyahu? Sure. But he's not going to be in power forever, hopefully. Eventually, he'll die if he does try to do some crazy shit like that. But it is still, at this moment, a democratic country. And I would hope it stays that way. Um, Whereas if you erase that and you replace it with Hamas, the current leadership of Gaza, or or Hezbollah, you know the leader uh, you know groups that have or or other you know questionable leadership in the in the region not only do you lose that but you lose another you lose another bastion of freedom in a in a part of the world where there's just not that much of it and you, it's you, a you kinda, it's a sense of affairs
1: my- you kinda answer my question. <laughs> that was the question oh, I was yeah? gonna ask you. Yeah. So there you go. Which is you you answered my question of what what well, one, how do you think this is going to go on? And what is your biggest fear? Um, which you answered both of them. Because yeah, look, I think that's from my perspective, I don't have an emotional dog in this fight for lack of a better term personally. I, I the, the region is interesting, but it's not like I've got sort of any ancestry or any sort of history or have been here. Right. So I am removed from it, which is why I'm like, I don't want to speak coldly about well, just do this or just do that. Right. Like I've refused to oversimplify. I mean, it's why I'm, I won't oversimplify Russia and Ukraine, even though it's very easy just to go Russia. Stop. Right. Yeah. And some people are saying, hey, Israel, just stop. Why don't you just stop? And I'm going, it's not that simple where we, you can say Russia. Stop. And that makes sense of Ukraine goes back to the way that it was. Russia goes back the way that it was. We're done. But this is very different. The things will never go back to the way that they were because they've always been on edge. And when you take it's a powder keg and the minute you light a fuse, you can't undo that. Right. You can't mm-hmm. you can't unstrike that match. It's done. Yeah. Um, and so, look, my biggest fear, I think, is probably on the behalf of Jewish people is You know, kind of very, you know, it's not similar, but similar enough of sort of you see the the uptick in anti-Asian sentiment and Asian hate crimes and things all over the world during COVID for something that 99.999% of Asian people have absolutely nothing to do with. And yet we have people who just, you know, who minds are warped by what they read and what they see and go, well, I need to act. Right. I need Uh to be part of the solution like getting rid of these people or helping where I can, right? Like extremism on the other side, even if it starts with, you know, people just having rallies saying, hey, we think that the Palestinian people should not be forgotten in this, in this, in this war to free Palestine, to why is Israel even exists to, well, why do we need Jews at all? And that's my fear is I understand the Jewish sentiment of we can't go back to World War II. I get it. And I think I mean, Jewish people are going to fight for that very, very hard. And people do not understand that the way that I think maybe they should of I get it why you're going to it's, it's almost like telling black people, hey, there's always a chance that we're going to put you back in chains. And, you know, <laughs> you know what that would cause? Like, yeah, we're not playing that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like you, we, we're going to pick up guns and we're going in. And that's what you am right? I'm, I'm speaking extremes here. But that's my fear is Jewish people just go, you know what? This isn't happening. We saw this last time with Germany. When slowly it just starts with, yeah, 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 we just got to, you know, bring Germany back. And then next thing we know, we're getting rounded up in, in Poland and these other places, right? Like, I, I get yeah. it. So, well yeah, that's my fear.
0: That's, uh, I don't know, I didn't even say my biggest fear. My biggest fear is World War Three <laughs> right? Like, sides being drawn. You kind of see it, Right. You already have two major conflicts going on right now. And the moment you have, I mean, mm. you start drawing alliances, it just spreads, and then boom, you've just started it over. And then, you know, you have Russia starting things with Ukraine. You have, you know, we're going to say. Gaza started things with Israel, but it's already been tense enough. So, Right, that's always been tense. So. Eventually, there has to be resolution, one way or another. One way or and the other, right? There, that's, and, that's a, the, and that resolution yeah. is never, like I said, you're looking for the least bad outcome.
1: With, um, with the most, hel- and- I mean, it's a bit like COVID, right? We want as little, as, le- as the least amount of people to die as possible. What are you willing to yeah. do to save lives everywhere?
0: Yeah. And honestly, like, probably the my cynic, the the cynicism, but maybe realism on this side is to just be like, hey, guys, step back. And just like this, this is where you do maybe enter a point of like, you just got to let it play out. You know, let governments don't get involved. Do not escalate tensions. Iran, stay out of Gaza. U S keep arms like distance. Like if Israel can handle itself, let them handle themselves. If there's, this is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to do. And when the dust settles, then be there to help pick up the pieces and, and make sure everybody gets back on their feet again. Um, it's kind of a, it's a a shitty way to look at it. I,
1: that's where I disagree. Just going, we've put ourselves as America world police. I know everyone finds it a joke, but we've put ourselves in that position i think we have a right as as an american government or our, not even a right sorry that's the wrong word we have a duty yeah to try and help draw these lines because quite frankly we are a big part of why the lines are drawn in the first place and so sure. i think the us I, is kind of doing the right thing i think the us needs to i i do think what they do need to do is to, they need to be able to tap israel on the shoulder and go hey i think you've proved your point I think we've got <laughs> enough people. I think we've killed enough of Hamas. I think we've killed enough people, right? It's almost happens? like it's almost like you have to stop them because the eyes get big, right? Like, mm, I I I finished my plate, but there's some extra pancakes over there I might want to grab it too. Or ooh, you, we came this far. Why don't we just keep going and oh, look, that's Egypt. Yeah, let's just push on the look way. Look at in. the map. Like that's the fear, Look look right? at the map, man. You can't you can't sustain. It's not
0: it's, it's not yeah. I'm not saying expand beyond the the perceived borders. You know, I'm not saying, oh, take Jordan. Oh, carve out a little bit of Egypt for yourself. Yeah, let's see what's going on down there. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like the you can't the status of Israel is not sustainable. It's fucked. I said that before. It's fucked. I knew it when I was there. Like I said, you're in you're in Tel Aviv, ah, this is great. You know, we're on the beach, beautiful people, great food, whatever. You know, we're having a good time. Jerusalem, Pretty close to that the moment you start crossing into these areas with these bright red signs and things are and you're like oh maybe things are a little odd but everything looks the same and it seems kind of cool and you know i wanted to go back just to be like oh let's see just to see like is it really that different but it's like nah maybe you shouldn't do that You're like okay fine i'm not going to do that it's like that is unsustainable you can't keep that up forever eventually it will change. It will change eventually. And it's either going to be now, it might be a hundred years from now, it might be it, who knows when, but the current status quo is not something that you could keep. You just can't. Eventually it's going to change and it has to, and it's not going to go without pain. I'm sorry to say, but that's just, that it's, it's unfortunately the cycle of the world at this point. And I <laughs> There's there's no positive outcome, uh, unfortunately. Someone's someone's got to get hurt. Someone's got to be put in the and and it's just got to be up to the, you know, the bigger man, so to speak, right? To to not be a dick
1: about it. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 that's my point, right? I think I think Israel at some point it's going to be hard, but I think, like you said, at some point you have to be the 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 bigger, more expensive, bigger backed right? If you've got morality and you think there is a better way, you have to show the world. That's something I think Israel, like you said, they've done a very poor job of that. I think they need to show the people who are saying free Palestine and from land to sea, you know, Palestine will be free. You you need to convince those people, not through words and not through social media posts and showing videos of of ravers getting shot and dragged through the streets as people spit on their bodies. I think you need to show it through diplomacy. I think if Israel wants to be taken seriously. And they want for the world to see them not just as another colonizing oppressor of brown people. They need to show that. And that means biting your tongue and letting some of those emotions slide in a way that I would say are still justified. I get it. But at the same time, I think you got to go, Okay, look, the Holocaust is not going to happen again. We have the upper hand here. We need to start showing that we can be diplomatic in a way that's better than what Hamas is willing to do. And I think that's where you'll start seeing the sentiment change. But I, I think you're going to still see people doing rallies and all this stuff because it's it's the it's the opposite side, right? It's the opposite voice of a voice that some people can claim that they've heard for a very long time, which is, you know, Israel is, is in the right, yada, 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 right? People are just going, well, what about the brown people? And fair enough. As a brown person, I go, yeah, I get it. They're all brown people. I don't know what to tell you. They're they're all all they're all brown people. You there. They're all all brown people. Yeah, but they're brown in not just color, but in spirit, right? (laughs) It's like you know, you're (laughs) brown in the fact of you don't get to go party on Tel Aviv, and you know you don't you don't have Gal Gadot doing movies, right? Like all the stereotypical things. People just go, oh, we'll see. These people are all great, and look at these brown people who no one cares about, right? So that that's my parting shot to this is that yeah, this is gonna go on a little longer, and there's gonna be unfortunately more more. More people killed and more people who don't deserve to die are going to die. But at some point, it's going to be up to Israel to take a deep breath and ask for help. Ask for U.S. to go, hey, look, we're not asking for military help. We're asking for how do we resolve this? We can't keep doing this. We can't kill all these people here. We got to help them. And we got to do this in a way that allows for us to be safe, but for them to start to rebuild and for these kids to get a better idea of, well, no, it's, it's Hamas that was the problem, not us. It's a very big task a very big ask i think which is yeah and and
0: that's honestly one of the biggest fears as well if hamas has run schools for 17 years and that's a group that has existed under the notion that israel shouldn't exist yeah it's all it's all palestinian land same thing as you know hezbollah it's like these are the enemies are ones that won't necessarily stop until you don't exist It, it actually is there does draw a certain um Correlation to you know, you mentioned the atomic bomb before, and I've thought about this as well because it yep. is similar to the sentiment of the of why we dropped
1: two bombs on Japan because they weren't yep. going to stop. They weren't going to stop, and and trust me, like people want to tell me, oh, but you know, I, I've we've been to Japan enough, and we've been to museums in other countries around Japan, and that totally changed my perspective going. Oh no, that was necessary. I don't think you <laughs> understand. How I mean, they were efficient and it was horrific what they were doing and kept telling them, you guys, we are going to do this if you do not stop. And they had programmed a generation of people to believe all of these untrue things about how awful anyone who speaks English is and has these beliefs is and they're all devils and they're not going to do this and stand and die for honor. Their government killed those people. Yep. Yes, the bombs did their part, but you program people to believe that there is glory after death and that you do more in your death than you ever will do when you're alive. Yeah, I don't think people understand how powerful programming that is and how that, that will cause people to do the craziest things and not be, and believe in the craziest things. And it's, it's very similar to that. These people are programmed. It's not their fault. But they're programmed to believe that walking into a market with kids and women and children and blowing yourself up with a bomb actually is a good thing. And that's a problem. And you have to deprogram that. So there's a lot of work to do. But yeah, the Free Palestine, ch- I look, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. You're going to see. No, it. of course. I the echo chamber right? has I've been I've seen created, it here in New right? Zealand. It's yeah. the same thing here. We've got politicians, you know, green MPs chanting the same chants that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these people are so far away from this. They don't understand. They do not understand as politicians of what that means. And and you can boil it down to going, well, they just don't, they want the killing to stop. And I'm going, but that's not what that means. If you want the killing to stop then say you want the killing to stop, it's yeah. different from saying free Palestine and from land to sea, Palestine will be free. You don't understand what that means. And you can't just flippantly say, oh, well, it's just a phrase. It doesn't mean anything. Because it does, and just because you're not around it, that's where we start having a problem. Which is so ironic. It's so this is it's like the liberals
0: taking this stance is so weird and ironic. I just don't understand it because, like, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's not what it means." It's like you you guys are the kings of change of moving the goalposts on what's offensive and what's not. So now when you're you're using the term, yeah. Maybe it didn't always mean that, but guess what? It's the start of the of Hamas charter,
1: people, right? Yeah, it's like that's it ha- the
0: start of Hamas's charter. So that means you're literally chanting the first thing from their thing. Like Pepe wasn't always a sign of hate, but now apparently it right. is. Go figure. Um, there's there's a lot of these these things, and then you're also saying you're you're pro the side that is if you want one side to win and play out. Let's just say that's the case, right? You want one to exist over the other, then you're choosing the side that's not an actual liberal democracy. Like, what are we talking about? I'm not, I don't, again, I don't like the situation. It's complicated. And that's why any binary line is a problem. It's like, you can't, you can't do it, but you also have to t- take a stride the realities. And now I think we're going in circles. So we can.
1: Yep. So, yeah. So I that. think, look, well, we'll end this here. I mean, what I do you think? If we if ever- I, have
0: I made myself sound like a complete? No.
1: No, I think what? it's. But, what but doing? look, I think it's again. And my point is again, we we haven't talked about this. I struggle to talk about this because I find it very confusing, and you don't want to say the wrong thing in today's climate. And I know enough Jewish people and enough um people of Arab descent from all over that region that you know I, I've heard all sorts of sides of what's right, what's wrong, and I think everyone's a little confused, right? Like everyone's just like we just kind of want to live free. Like and what does that mean? What does freedom mean? Right? Freedom means for some people it means elimination of other people. So like it's it's a tough topic, but I wanted to specifically again I'm doing this podcast because I wanted to talk to you as someone who has (laughs) been there, someone who is of Jewish descent, someone who who is going to feel anti Semitism in a way that other people just aren't. And so By the way, I don't
0: (laughs) this is gonna sound weird. I don't like people. Don't look at me and and know that I'm Jewish. I don't. But have I think the, that's part of the point, though, isn't and it? That, and that's one of the things where it's like I don't, I don't feel well, kind of right. But I haven't experienced any anti-Semitic any anti-Semitism towards me.
1: No, but anymore. you still feel but, it. But that's though, the thing. But I, watching, but I still. But that's what I'm talking yeah. about in the beginning.
0: Where it's like I still feel it, and I'm yes. sensitive to it now, and I'm and it does instill a sense of fear, despite the fact that I could walk down the street and be fine. Right. right but i'm More sure there's of, but... something
1: that if you talk to your if you talk to people who are your ancestors they say yeah germany started like that too and then they actually started going through voting records and what you put on census and they started rounding people up i understand that fear so i i, I get it right like the mm-hmm. same reason i get yeah, the fear totally. of when when police start killing innocent black people or the you know the guy running in georgia was killed by the 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 four white guys that followed him in a truck and shot him in the street I feel that stuff. Is that going to happen to me? I don't think so. I don't think where I live it's going to happen, but what do I know? The guy was going for a run, right? Yeah. Like there's countless, mm-hmm. countless stories, I think for, and again, this is where I equate it to being black of like, yeah, some, you think everything's fine until it isn't. And I think yep. that's why this is, this is why I wanted to do it this way. And if we do it again, I think we should just keep this as a separate podcast stream. So if you want to listen to it, you can. I understand some people, if you're entrenched in your beliefs and this isn't helpful to you, then don't listen to it. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, right? Like, I think yeah. I, I've reached that point in the social media age where I refuse to try to change people's minds. I think it's just trying to get back to sort of gathering as much information, knowing where your own moral compass is. And trying to speak to to that as intelligently as you can, versus getting on TikTok or doing this in a way that's trying to win this ever-going battle, this push and pull of yeah, everyone, let's get behind this this idea and push it so we can get views and people can follow us. Because at the end of the day, that's what people want, right? They want people to view their stuff. Yeah,
0: I don't really care wanna, if anyone listens it, to this. Right, we can actually, have a long-form
1: discussion and go from there.
0: Let's actually end on this because I, I am curious where you stand here. Because I brought this up before, but what is the in the grand scheme of things, it's like, do you? Because I think this is where they come from. Is the is that initial occupation in the forties, right? At what point is there or is there not a moral statute of limitations to ownership of a land?
1: <laughs> like, oh, it's tough because I, I I'd argue, yeah, it's it's tough because. Like is it a generational is, thing. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's going to sound like, cool, but colonialism's hot right now, and I, I'd argue, <laughs> I, I light up, man. People talking yeah, about
0: it on TikTok, people be loving their colonialism. I'd,
1: I, I'd argue, I live in a country that has done a has done a better job than the country I just visited. Right, New Zealand actually looks at the Maori people, and I, don't, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that that right, but I'm giving it a shot because you got to roll that. You got to roll that. You the try. You try. You don't. You can't make those sounds. That's fine. (laughs) I can roll my R's in Hispanic way, but it's hard to do it in. That's different, though. Yeah, I get it. So but like that of like how you and again, even that is under question now. Right. Of like, oh, how much of the treaty is fair and how much is not fair? We're going to talk about colonialism forever. I don't think that discussion's ever going to end. So I do think some of that is how do you like if this is where diplomacy comes in, right? Like, I think you got some radical people on one side who want to just say every white person leave and die. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. And then you have everyone who goes, well, just keep it the way that it is. It was better in the 50s when you just followed along and followed our rules. See, our rules brought you great prosperity. You wouldn't be driving that car if it was for us. You'd still be walking on feet with a spear. Right. So you got both sides of those very, you know, you can argue racist. Extremist tropes, when as we say, right, that's where the pendulum is swinging. It needs to be in the middle, where it's like, yes, we need to still respect history and culture, and that's what makes us all unique. But we also need to respect any type of diplomacy that allows for us to make rules and regulations so we can all live in harmony. And so that's that, That's the result for me. But I think this pendulum is going to swing, and I think right now, as far as Israel is concerned, the left has swung towards this. Well, Israel just needs to leave. But it will swing very hard to the other side to maybe even a dangerous spot where it just turns into well, look, all Muslims are terrorists, right? Like some of this is the, is that backlash from nine eleven where Muslim people were, you know, hey, we're gonna start, kept, you know, oh, aren't you, you guys are all terrorists because you're wearing a turban? It's that type of stuff, right? We're just swinging pendulums, and quite frankly, my biggest, I think, the best thing people can do is stop going to TikTok for this stuff. Like it's like use TikTok any for social the fun media. stuff or any social media for this. Read right? the you find the sources that you trust. You even find some sources that you maybe don't trust so you can get to see how much they sort of cross because the cross is the truth, right? But to to go on TikTok to get 20 seconds of sound bites for your news of whether or not you should believe in something or getting a cut up clip of, you know, that girl in the back of the truck, like none of that's helpful for you. It's just going to make you swing wildly emotionally, right? That stuff is used to play on your emotions. We got to be smarter about issues that really do matter. Like go to TikTok for fun, go to TikTok for interesting. But to build policy off of TikTok is something I'm not going to support.
0: Yep. Yeah, and always, and just read the news, check things, fact check stuff. And You can go to multiple sources if you want, but there's always the the context always helps. Yeah. So um, all right, well, look, not, if we do and this not, again, and not everything, yeah. and not everything has to be distilled down to a. To a kitschy phrase, and a and a bandwagon thing.
1: Think for yourself every so often. Because look, I'd I'd argue that hurt Black Lives Matter. Totally, that that movement is that is having a kitschy little phrase that people can chant and walk around hurt the really real police brutality and systemic racism and law enforcement that hurt that movement by just going Black Lives Matter. It hurt it. And now Black Lives Matter is, means a whole bunch of different things to different people, and it it's a simple phrase. It's the same again using phrases and catchphrases and little catchy things to to remember is very lazy way and allows people to weaponize that stuff in a way that is not what it was originally intended to be. So, yeah, totally. Well, all
0: right, let's end there. This is the this has been the hard episode, but we'll have, we'll have a fun one next. I We're think gonna get back the swing from the last one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you listen to this, God bless you and go listen to the other one cuz the other one's going to be a lot more fun. We don't talk about any of this stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about all silly shit. It's going to be a lot of yeah. fun.
0: But thanks for listening. Um I'm not going to end with all the usual shit. Just uh I'll just say thank you. If you made it this far, you listened to an hour and 44 45 minutes of us like I think just trying to work through it. Cuz clearly like we said if if anything else this just proves that this is the first time I've really spoken about in detail with uh with my head on straight. And I don't know how much you have spoken out. to other people, but you know, it's a, it's a good way to just get the, get thoughts out there and just proving that point of having that discussion. Like we're not clearly went back and forth a lot with, you know, talking about flaws in both sides of the case. And I, cause nothing is ever as black and white as it seems on social media. So with that, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. See a see you with a fun one on the other side.